Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, the show where we talk about uh, different movies and shows and things that we're interested in. We talk about it in detail, so always a spoiler alert. So if you want to hear us totally rip something apart and get down and dirty with it and really get to the, um, the roots of what's going on in a show or a movie, check us out. So if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, anyway, I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And we're going to do this thing. <laughs> so we are excited and also saddened uh, to talk about this episode, mainly because it is the last, it is the final episode of WandaVision. So um, the episode is called the series finale or finale. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people are questioning whether or not it really is the finale. Like, is it all done? Are they talking about a second season? I mean, the way that it ended, the way that it ended with a couple of end credit scenes, it's certainly setting up for a second season. I would not be surprised I, if there was a second season of this show. I wouldn't. My my opinion is we know that all of this is going to come into play uh, when we get to the multiverse of madness. Uh, the two of them, you know, this sorcerer and a witch, because that's where we are now, sorcerers and witches, um, are going to be dealing with this whole other story. So if they go ahead with another season, I'll be pretty surprised. Hmm. And if they did, I don't know if I'd like it because they're not going to have their same gimmick that they had with this. Like this really seems to me like a, like a one and done. Um, and that's how they're, that's how they're market. They've marketed it. And, um, although the theory is out there that it could potentially lead to a second season, I really don't see that it could or should, because how else are you going to, I just, with everything else they have going on, I could see that maybe years down the line, they would try to milk it and add something to it. But I don't think it's necessary if they have movies coming out where these characters are going to be involved. Well, there's certainly that there are other storytelling elements that you can use with the show that to move forward that you don't necessarily have to touch upon in either Spider-Man three or Multiverse of Madness. Those right. two movies, those two movies, you know, Spider-Man three is going to be very Spider-Man centric. Multiverse of mm-hmm. Madness is going to be very uh, Doctor Strange centric, and Wanda whatever her position is within those movies, I don't necessarily see her as one of the main characters. She never has been in any of the Marvel movies. If she's a B character right. in another one of those movies, I could see that and her story could very well be a television show. The the, the well, way here's... that this the way that this show ends with one of the end credit scenes, and we're gonna get to it right now, she's very actively learning about whatever, you know, which heritage she might have she's going to learn how to home her skills a little bit better than she pre- than she you know currently does there's a whole no new world that she's going to be able to explore on her own so mm-hmm. i i absolutely see them you know furthering on with that story especially now that you know <clears throat> the cliffhanger in this episode is that white vision just kind of vanishes that has to be yeah. resolved somewhere and it doesn't necessarily have to be within a movie that can be contained within this show. Um, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily have to be contained within a show, though, and that's my point. I think that it does. These, sh- I don't these think shows are bring... spinoffs to kind of give us a little fill-in in between movies. I don't. I don't uh, think that you so... you're doing more than just this show, though. So I don't think I don't think White Vision, you know, piecing out is something that has to be wrapped up in a movie. I think that's better mm-hmm. fit for a television show that way. You can have 
the time required in order to tell that story. So there are there are yeah. two, there. I named two loose threads, and I'm sure that there are others that I'm just forgetting right now that this show left off with that leaves a lot to the imagination. So I'm mm-hmm. absolutely on board with the second season. I do think it would be necessary, and whatever it is that they do, I'm sure I'm going to be happy with. Um, so. Hmm. Go ahead. You mentioned you mentioned you said two things. You said the same thing about two th- two different things. You said Spider Man three is going to be very Spider Man centric, and Multiverse of Madness will be very Doctor Strange centric. Now, would you say that Civil War was Captain America centric because it was called Captain America Civil War? No. Exactly. So I don't think because the title has their name in it. It's going to be all about them because to be to be honest, Captain America Civil War just seemed like of Avengers three. For You're me. right. You're right. I'll give that to you. It, it, it didn't. So I, so really, the fact that they're calling it Spider Man, I'm like, okay, well maybe the the setting will start off someplace very Spider Man centric, but I I feel like they're going to be opening up a lot of different doors for both of these. Uh, you know, I guess no pun intended when we talk about multiverse. Um. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be just that because of how much they've already integrated these different characters into each other's stories. Um, I feel like with what they're doing here, with all the Nexus talk and all that stuff, and then we get into multiverse, I think that she is going to be a very key player in that movie. Oh, of course. She'll, she'll, be, to, a, she'll be a key player, but I'm, I'm just saying that there's more, there's more to her story that would be better suited for this type of format. You're not going to be able to Spider-Man three, for example, with how insane we already know that movie is going to be incorporating any of this storyline within that movie would be overkill, in my opinion. Same thing with Mm. Multiverse of Madness. It's in the title, Multiverse of Madness. You're going to be dealing with the multiverse. Again, inserting Wanda into that storyline and wrapping up whatever threads were left here, I think would be overkill. You, this is the kind okay. of thing. This is this. It's it's been proven with this television show that this kind of storytelling needs time to f- kind of flush everything out. I don't know mm-hmm. what that's going to look like. Now, you said something when you first started on this that it's not going to have the same gimmick. It doesn't really have to. It can be something right, completely right. different. It can it can do other television shows or or um, mimic mimic other yeah. other forms of, of storytelling that we've seen. It can mimic movies if it really wants to. If it instead of doing the comedy she's not gonna go off I don't see why it would. She's not gonna go off and do the same thing she just did. She just got over her stuff. She's not gonna go ahead and create a new fake world. So anyway, you know what? I think this will be a great topic for discussion for next week when we yeah, discuss sure. what we think the future is going to be. Okay. Um, right now, I, I mean, hey, totally my fault. I went ahead and jumped into the like, what's going to happen now thing. But in reality, let's focus on this episode itself and see where this what this episode brought to the table. Um, being the final, the closing of this season or series, whatever we want to say at this point. Um, it is called the series finale. So we're going to call it that. Um, so I love that the episode picked up immediately where it left off. Mm-hmm. Like there was not even a gap. It was like, it, it, you might as well have done a back to the future. Like here's a couple, here's two minutes that, you know, that ended the last one just to kind of pick it up, but they didn't need to, they already had the previously on. So they immediately picked right up. She's right. still standing out there in the street. You don't see a lot of that unless it's a to be continued. But I mean, that's why I, I like that they did this. Um, 
and we see that Agnes clearly wants Wanda to use her power so she can take them, just like she did with the uh, the witch coven or whatever back in the day. Um, and they have this big, you know, fight back and forth. She realizes when she sh- shoots off her little wiggly woos. Um, I'm gonna keep on using that term. It, I think it's it's canon at this point. Um, when she shoots that off, her hand gets all like gray. Okay, so she's realizing she's sucking power from her. So she goes through a few different things, and then she goes ahead and just hucks a car at her. There, take that, and you know, take that for me. Now, when the car was there and Agnes got knocked out, I went over there and saw the car, and I said, "Please, let's see some boots curl up." We saw boots, but they didn't curl up. I'm like, I'll take it. Very, win- w- very Wizard of Oz, you know. Oh, oh yeah, no, it was perfect. It was, it was great. Like, there's her leftover boots. I'm like, wow. Like, they totally were just messing around with us there. That's good. I like it. Um, and after that happens, we see White Vision approach. Now, I'm just gonna say about this before I even get into it. When he showed up, um, I am completely satisfied with how it went. Mm. It went exactly the way I hoped it would go, the way that they played it off, the way that she re- reacted and responded, and then, you know, what happened. It was perfectly done. What was your thought on, on, on him showing up and how he did? Initially, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, the way that he okay. showed up and the way that he's, you know, kind of playing, playing with her a little bit, then he just immediately goes on the attack because at this point right now, he is a weapon. So yeah, I, I absolutely agreed with the way that this, this all played out, and especially in the beginning. And then, I mean, we're going to get into it a lot later, but I really appreciated the character of White Vision when he's having the conversation with other oh, Vision. Yeah. It, was ve- it was very well so done. Cool. Everything with White very Vision well in this written. episode was very well done. Especially, I said last week that I really wanted... Um, I really wanted James Bader to, to voice White Vision. Yeah. I just thought I thought that it would make a little bit more sense given, you know, the history with Ultron and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said, Oh, well, make just make his voice, make Paul Bettany's voice, you know, computer computerized, you know, digitized a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um you were right, man. That it worked a little bit yep. better than I thought it would. It was very right. It was really cool. I really dug it. Yeah. It was this was awesome. Yeah. So I mean the the way they shot it was great. So White Vision walks up. And he goes up to Wanda, and she's like, Vision? And he just goes, Wanda. And it's a little, little robot-y, a little vibrate He goes to touch her head, and then his other hand goes on the other side of her head. And immediately, I'm like, he is going to crush it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he starts picking her up and, like, crushing her head, and she's freaking out because she was not expecting it. Um, which I'm surprised you wouldn't because he clearly is not the same Vision, but she's just, you know beside herself at this point and you know and his line is and i was told you were powerful you know and then you have like this uh the matrix vision arrives as i call him because he's not real he's just a just created from her shows up and they have their big you know fight back and forth uh to which agnes responds oh look at this you've got your ex and your boyfriend huh. <laughs> how will you choose <laughs> like just just a, you know, further showing her just toying with her and just being like a jerk about the whole thing. Right. Whatever. But so we now have these two battles that are going on. And we're, we're introduced to another battle that's going on. So we've got all of these people are kind of set up where, you know, 
here's where the fight's going to be for the episode. Because after you see this, we see uh, Jimmy Woo, mm-hmm. who's basically talking to Hayward, and Hayward's explaining the whole detail and everything. And he steals a phone that he sees on the desk and basically says, oh, yeah, my friends in Quantico will be here. He gets the whole story from Hayward, goes in the back. He gets pushed pushed onto like a bale of hay or something. <laughs> and when he takes off his handcuffs, when he picks them, he goes, flourish. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard just because it was just it was just kind of just playing into his character, which was perfect. One, he always liked the whole close up magic thing that he was learning from Scott Lang. Yeah. And two, you know, him referencing the show that they were all watching, you know, about Wanda and Vision. Right. You know, with his little magician thing. Flourish. I thought it was good. So he goes ahead. He's like, hey, I need you guys to come and help me out. So now we see that it's like Jimmy versus Hayward, um, Agnes versus Wanda, Vision versus White Vision. And um, I, yeah, I know we are. Together, okay. the, ne- the next one that's going there. But um, we see this whole thing where Wanda is like walking through the town. She's seeing all the people there and everything kind of living their life and they're still in their little happy world. And there's this conversation between Agnes and Wanda. She pops back up and she's hanging out by a billboard and she's telling her all this stuff just like she has been saying, Wanda, you're a witch. Just accept it. Get over it. You're a witch. These powers, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, I'm not what you say I am. And Agnes takes the whammy off of Dottie. Well, Sarah. Is her actual name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why is she... And she's basically like, my daughter could be friends with your kids if that's how you want to make the story. And they're like, what? So again, they did this flip-floppy thing back and forth. And it, and it does kind of go back to what I've been saying, what I've been saying since we've been talking about it, is Wanda has been controlling all of this. It's just been um, Agnes who's been manipulating her to make certain decisions and do certain things. Like... In reality, Wanda was in control of all those people. So even though we went back and forth saying, oh, they never said who was in her head or in their head. Okay, well, it was still Wanda, you know? So I think think in the end, we're kind of there. No, I think, yeah, we were there. I think in the end, though, there is a clear difference between Wanda and the Scarlet Witch. And we've been saying that from the beginning. And there's a lot of evidence for this, especially when we get into the end credit scene. Um, this, the only thing that I'm really curious about was what, what the event was that kind of snapped Wanda out of this. It it really, Mm. it's, it's one of those things that's kind of, it just kind of happens. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no event that specifically happens with Wanda to kind of snap her back to reality. I mean, if you really want to say, you know, last episode and her, you know, journey down memory lane was the, was the event. Okay, right. I'll, I'll 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 accept that, but still, we we open up this episode and just it's immediate. There's no struggle. There's no oh my god, I can't believe I've been doing this this whole time. And she's still even when um you know Agatha's taken you know the hex off of everybody, she's still very much in a state of confusion. Like she really doesn't understand what's going on, but she just kind yeah. of accepts it. And okay, everybody leave, everybody run. Like there was no. I wish this episode was perfect. Don't get me wrong. Like I really love this finale right. and I think it was a wonderful end to the to a otherwise, you know, fantastic season of television. But if there's one thing that I would want, it was just that thing 
that that piece of dialogue, that one moment where Wanda finally snapped out of everything and she realized everything when she was doing this, oh, this, oh my God moment. Okay, I have to get all of these people out of there. You didn't really get right. that. No, we didn't really get that. You didn't um, really I get agree. that here. And it's, 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 uh-huh. it's, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It is a little disappointing. That's, the, that's yeah. kind of one of the moments that I was actually looking forward to the most. I mean, when I'm watching... When I'm watching anything superhero-y and, you know, something happens, I'm waiting for that moment where they triumph. Didn't right. really get that here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like we spoke about when we talked about that um, that Dark Tower movie where it literally nothing changed <laughs> and it just, like, it ended. So there was no development in the character. So, I mean, there was definitely development here with her, but there was no, as you're saying, like, no quick snap back to reality and realization of what's been going on. Although I think something was kind of explained when we see the 80s episode, right, where, um, where she's basically saying, I have no idea how this all happened. And it mm-hmm. was actually believable when she was saying that. I think that's been the case, and that's what's kind of proved here, or proven here, is um, when she's when she's faced with the reality that she's been controlling these people on autopilot, in a sense, you know, she realizes, she knows that she has been, but again, she still doesn't know how it started, like how it all happened until she gets that flashback situation to see it. So she just felt so much emotion, and then all of this stuff just happened without her really being controlling it. You know, as 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 Agnes put it, chaos magic. You know, there was I was a point okay. where it's like she she just she just like burst, and without her actually formulating thoughts of how she wanted to control things, you know, her subconscious basically did it, which could then be the Scarlet Witch, her subconscious. So you know, t- something t- that she was not consciously thinking of to was me, able to control X Y Z. To me, that is a very convoluted way to explain what's going on here. And the only reason why I'm picking at that is because last episode was literally a, a, an hour-long exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a thing. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'm done harping on that. That's all. That's all. Well, I mean, in an episode where you literally get an hour of just exposition city... That mm-hmm. could have very everything that you just described could very well be true, but the place to do it, the place to you know explain that to your audience would be in an episode where it's nothing but exposition, nothing but backstory, oh, nothing but hey, here's the answer to this, here's the answer to A, B, and C, but we're gonna leave this piece of it out just because it's it's right. That should have been in that second to last episode. Cool, Is all it right, a little bit of a. I think that's when it should have been. Yeah, and of course. then this last episode is the okay. I know what I have to do, but am I if I'm ready to do it? And that would have been this full struggle, you know, mm-hmm. you know, save the town or save your little happy life, you know, like what are you gonna do? So I think, I think the best way they could have done it was had a little bit more in the last episode. But anyway, that's just me. Um, we'll see here. Uh, oh, she's your meat. She's your meat puppet. I just cut her strings. I love that little line there. <laughs> Um, (laughs) it was pretty interesting. Um, then we get, and I know you're disappointed by this because we should have heard or known a little bit more about this earlier on at this point, because it was such a a letdown. We finally know who Ralph is. Yeah. So I'm not, (laughs) it was a really, really lame. This, this, uh, if this is, if this turns out, if this turns out to be true. And and I'm 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 kind of believing that it is, you know, Ralph just so happens to be Quicksilver, or Ralph just so Mm -hmm. happens to be, you know, super speedy. 
okay, I'll I'll swallow that, but it's so stupid. <laughs> if the, if that turns out to be the case, it's so stupid, and it's such a troll. I'm I'm uh, fine. Oh, totally. I'm fine Completely. with being misled. I'm fine with misdirection. I'm fine with people like Kevin Feige lying to me for the sake of whatever it is he's going to put out <laughs> next. What I don't enjoy is actively being trolled. Right. Yeah. That's no, we were that's exactly here. what this was. It was a massive troll, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not happy about that. Now, if they yeah. fix this and it's resolved in another way, because even when she says your name, you're Ralph, like the way that she just delivers this, and she doesn't even believe it. She's, well, she's even looking at him like, at what? Her, like you're Ralph? Because she's huh? so confused. Like he's it just is. this dude. He's just this dude with a headshot. Like he's an actor. She's like, you're Ralph Boner. <laughs> Boner. Ralph like, Boner. <laughs> he just moves on. <laughs> and, so, but, and, I mean, and even and his not response to, mention, to it was funny. Not to mention, another reason why this really doesn't make any sense, I'm supposed to believe that this sorcerer <laughs> with a lair in her basement, her husband is a man-child with a cave in the attic. No, 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 no. That's not what I got. No. What happened is he lives in that house. When she infiltrated that place, she basically said, here, you hang up in the attic, put a spell on him and said, you pretend to be my husband, but we're just never going to show you. Hmm. It was it was his house, but she just like basically confined him up to the the attic. Okay, that was the whole thing is that there was a spell on him. I mean, with that little necklace that she was wearing or that he was wearing. Fine. I thought. I mean, that took me a second to kind of believe, though, too. So basically, you got Spectrum up there, whatever you want to call her. Photon, Spectrum, Monica, yeah. Rambo. Uh, she's up there, and she has a little little tussle with him. He does, a, he does a cool little, like, poke punch thing where she goes flying across the room. I thought that was an interesting little he did. Um, he did the same thing. He did the same thing in Days of Future Past. Oh, did he? Okay. He did. So, well, familiar. wait a minute. Did he? Did he do the poke? Oh no, I'm sorry. He um he put a he put one of the officer's fists up to his face and then poked his elbow so that it, it would punch oh, him when everything yeah. sped back up again. That's what that was. Yeah, but it was, it's it's almost the same thing. It's almost the same, same thing. Same idea. This, this okay. <laughs> so is Ralph Quicksilver? Is this just this? Um, universe's this universe. version of Quicksilver, yep. mm-hmm. and it's just this, yes. a, a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just yep. a guy you know what i'm so, kind well, of on board with this because um what did I, what was it last week when we were talking about it like oh they're gonna do the whole multiverse thing and i said right. i really hope that you know if they go to a different universe they have to get tony for you know his genetic code or something like that that needs to unlock something i hope he's just a guy i hope he's just, yeah, a, dude just a dude minding his own business driving a truck or something like that and he's just trying mm-hmm. to go home and all of a sudden all these superheroes are banging at his door and it's just i a moment like that's what i kind of yeah. hope this ends up turning into if that's that the would case, be fantastic if that's the case i'm going to look back on this scene and say okay that's perfectly fine now i yeah. really hope no it's, i'm i'm I'm, ho- I'm right there with you and i think cool. that's the best way that they can do it yeah absolutely Absolutely. I mean, obviously I mean, they've, they've done stuff like that before. Um, I, I think of like four different stories, but I can't like put my finger on it, like where they've done that before in different movies or shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you definitely have stuff like that if you watch The Flash, like the CW show The Flash, um, where they have like this unknowing, um, we'll say like Barry Allen from a different planet or a different uh, universe 
um, is not the Flash. He's just another Barry Allen, mm. you know, who looks like him and but he wears like glasses or something instead. But they they use him for help and blah blah blah. You know, they do stuff like that all the time, and it's really interesting when they start mixing in multiverses and different worlds and what or Earths as they call it. There, those are yeah. DC is all about the Earth One, Earth Two, Earth whatever. Um, whereas ours. Um, well, what's uh, what do we got? Is it six one six that we're at right here? That's we're the one that we follow. Yeah, right. So okay, you know they're they're all kind of doing the same thing, but so far, you know DC's been up on that more than Marvel has. So they're gonna f- try to find a way to do it their own way, and it's it's gonna be a, a really interesting power struggle between the two different franchises, uh, because I feel like Marvel has been. I mean, I I think you would agree, Marvel's been making much better movies than DC. However, um. What I believe is that DC has been doing, you know, the multiple Earths very well in their series, you know. So it's the one thing that they had going for them. I'm going to and I, 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 I kind of agree with what you're saying. I'm going to reserve my judgment for that for after I see the Snyder Cut and after right, I, I see and after I see Flashpoint. Like those are the two movies. Mm. If they can, oh, yeah. you know, if they cool. can, if they can successfully pull that off within those two movies, I will give them. I'll give them a little bit more respect, and, and I'll pay a little bit more right. attention to what DC is doing. Right now, oh, yeah. however, it's not. It, it's <laughs> not a lot of good has come good. out of that franchise. <laughs> not a lot of good has no. come out of that franchise. So you saying, you saying a power struggle. I greatly disagree. There is no power struggle. Well, Marvel has, no. you know, the, the the this genre. It's done. That's a wrap in my mind. It's a wrap. Right. There's no. But power my struggle my thought here. process is if if the, if DC does pull it off. Okay. Okay. The way that they're trying to, you know, then yes, it will be a power struggle because they'll finally have a, a, a gimmick, for lack of a better scent or lack of a better term, that actually works for them. Mm-hmm. Because so far, nothing else has. They've gone dark. No, it didn't quite do it. Even Marvel went dark. Well, f- you know, I guess you could say Deadpool was dark in a sense. Um, you know, the the Fox Marvel um, with Logan and stuff like that. But they did it. They still did it better. You know, it wasn't the same DC dark. Like, although a lot of people love the Joker, that wouldn't fit into the MCU. And no, match not at up all. With everything else, it, it was not just it was just a very. I mean, it was like watching a Scorsese film. It's not what I. Was looking for. Well, that's what Logan but, was. Logan was like watching a Scorsese film. And for the record, I yeah. loved Logan. Like Logan, yeah, I, I think that was. Good. I think that was the. I think that was the perfect send off for Hugh oh, Jackman yeah. as the Wolverine. Oh yeah, it was the uh, perfect I mean, I, epic send off for that character, and it was the one that he absolutely deserved. But I'm it was, also I I do I agree with you. Don't think it needed to be rated R. <laughs> I do think it needs to be rated R. Absolutely, and. Yeah. Uh, the, and there's one thing that I will agree with you on. There's no way that a movie like that would fit within the MCU. Right. I don't think it right. would fit. I think it was fine as a standalone. I think Fox did a really good job with that movie. It's it's next to Days of Future Past. It's my favorite X Men movie. So it's that's yeah. that is what it is there. But that movie that movie was brilliant from from top to bottom. Yeah. That movie was a masterpiece. I think we're jumping again into next week's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, though. We're just so excited. We're that's just so excited. Of, that's kind of what we do. Like, you want to sit around and talk about gimmicks, and, and this is the stick. This is ours <laughs> to, like, hey, we're talking about this, but we're going to go on a couple of different branches when we're having a conversation. And I think oh, that's, that's, that's perfectly that's fine. That's what we do. That's what we do. So That is exactly what we do. Well, anyway. We've been doing it for we, years. We, oh, I... 
I'm just the thing is we're we're at this final episode here, right? And all we're left with is questions for what they're going to do going forward. So we're going to have these questions, and that's why we need to break this up, you know, because and we can take notes and think about it over the next week or so. That way, when we come together, we'll we can kind of not forget what we're talking about now. Um, but honestly, like this episode definitely needs to get its credit where it's due. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm as I, I totally agree with you. I think when they start introducing these characters like that, having them be like unknowingly, you know. Uh, doppelgangers mm, for yeah. for the other. I think that's a great way to do it, and then that's it could actually, like lead to something else. That's actually a really perfect way to put it. A doppelganger, because I was thinking for a well, while, yeah, how would they do the doppelganger character in um, Spider Man? Mm. How would well, they, they did. like? They did. They did. They did. When? And into the Spider Verse. Okay, that's that. That's something, no, no, it wasn't so no, much a doppelganger, no, no. but it was, it was a doppelganger. I'm there was, there was about the Peter Parker who died, and then the there was live, the Peter I'm Parker. I'm talking about the live action Marvel movie Spider Man. Like, how are they going to pull that off? We're going to see, and I'm very excited <laughs> for it. Very, very excited for it. No, it's just really interesting that you bring up the term doppelganger because it, 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 it's something that it's something that occurred to me a while ago, but I didn't I, I didn't give it much thought. But now. Doppelgangers. It's That's the term. An idea. It's the term they use in DC in in the in the um, Arrowverse. Huh. So yeah, not like I, I don't. I don't pulled watch it out, Arrow. but I know. I know. I know. Um, anyway, so we get back here where Wanda's basically face to face with all these people that Agnes just woke up. Yeah. You know? Now they're all woke. They're all coming up, and like I felt so bad for like Herb when he's just like. I used to do this, and then I did that, and I don't know why I stopped fighting you. Can you tell me why? Like, he wasn't, like, angry, more just, like, so confused and, and like, afraid. I can you imagine. You know, everybody, everybody was just totally, like, lost. And then you've got, you know, Kitty Foreman there, who, um, oh, Deborah <laughs> Joe Rupp, but I just, she's always going to be Kitty. Yeah. Um, she's there, uh, Mrs. Hart, whatever name we want to give her. And she's just confused, and she's lost, and basically they're all coming up there, and you got, what's his face there, um, Norm, was it Norm? Whatever his name is, the, the one who's a communist. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, when you, when you let us sleep, we have your nightmares. And then she's basically, no, you guys are okay, everything's fine, like, I'm doing it for you, trust me, it's so much better where I had you. And again, that goes, that's my thought, where it, like, it goes back to her saying, I don't know how this happened, but I've been making sure that it stays this way. Yeah. You know, because she was unsure of what would happen if she let go. She didn't want to let go. The whole thing was about her letting go, you know? Um, now, we, we see this where she basically just freaks out, like, you know, freaking out, leave me alone, leave me alone type thing. And she just, like, breaks down and chokes them all out. Clearly not on purpose. No, this not, is on where purpose it goes, like, not on purpose at all. Not on purpose at all. And this is where a lot of the things that Agnes is saying is really ringing true. Yeah. You know, she's, she said in the beginning, she goes, I take power from the undeserving. Now, I wouldn't say that she's undeserving, but she definitely does not know how to use it. Again, goes back to Phoenix, you know? She's got all this power, but does not know how to control it. Well, you know, and we've I mean, been getting that's... this storyline from her since Civil War. 
that is kind Since of... Since the Sokovia Accords were first brought in. Even, okay, so a, a powerful being that doesn't know exactly what she's doing, that's, you know, going around creating mm-hmm. this kind of ruckus, I kind of mm-hmm. would say you're undeserving, and maybe you should right. relinquish a little bit of what you have to somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, and it's funny right. that you bring up the Phoenix, because that's one of the reasons why Xavier kind of goes in there, and nope, I'm going to put up this dam, and you are not going to be allowed past it, and we're going to put mm-hmm. an end to this now. Right. Kind of, I never, I never agree with, you know, in any kind of, you know, supernatural storytelling when you have a, um, a telepath get inside somebody else's head, except mm. for that one instance where you have, you know, the <laughs> Phoenix or where you have, you know, especially somebody like that, somebody like Wanda, which, you know, goes into what I was saying well, earlier that it kind of brings you into a second season because now we have... <laughs> Now we actually have her with this book learning a whole bunch of stuff and we have no idea where that's going to end up. She's still very yeah. much she's still very much split as a person. Right. And and again mm-hmm. you see this and the 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 line when we when you let us sleep we have your dreams. Right. Now I'm under the impression that this hex that she put up is just it's just her own depression that just spilled mm-hmm. out of her and she's left yeah. with the happy. And she that's that's exactly yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea how this happened. I have no idea what's going on. She doesn't. The hex knows. Right. Exactly. Like that the, the mm-hmm. hex completely understands, but she doesn't. And I think that's I think that's a really great way to um right. to do things like that. It was it was very well done mm-hmm. in my opinion. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. It's it's a survival technique, basically. Yes. Um, I mean, think about, I mean, not to make it goofy, but I mean, we can look at a few different things. Like me, myself, and Irene, for example. I know it's a Farrelly Brothers comedy movie, but basically what happened to this guy, Hank, is he let people walk all over him, and finally this, you know, voice inside of him that's been there, you know, that was, like, taking over, basically he it came out to protect him. You know, so every time he was faced with uh, any type of um, situation where he was being walked on, Hank would come out and take care of it. Mm. Now, Hank was a loose cannon and did a bunch of goofy stuff. and That's what made the movie funny. But they did the same type of thing. You know, anybody who has like personality disorders, for example, like split, you know, different characters were created in order for. Oh, I forgot what they said his name was. When Remember, he had like the, you know, the first, middle and last name that they had to say to bring him back. But that was the whole thing is all these characters all these personalities were created as defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms, ways to deal with um, external uh, variables, things that were attacking, you know, right. things that they didn't want to deal with, you know, or just like the kids there, where it's like every time they were faced with a challenge, they would age up so they, you know, could handle it better. It's so I really, I really think that's what they were pushing here is that she was just so out of it that this other, I guess, personality to a degree, yeah. Yeah. came out and took over and protected. Very much so. I mean, we can go even visual with it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a metaphor guy. Think Venom, you know? Venom, no, so I... it's actually two people. No? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, no, like Eddie Brock is doing no, the work, but Venom's like it. helping out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, anyway. So that's that's where, kind of where we're going with it. I just I, I think that they did a really good job doing that because it is a real thing where yes. people dissociate disassociate you know they they detach from their reality and something else might take over and put them on an autopilot thing 
you know, and she was very much so on like an autopilot in the beginning, just rolling with it. She goes, why are we here again? Like, what's going on? Both of them. I mean, obviously, Vision had no idea because he was just created by her, you know, her. Right. <laughs> so he wasn't going to have much, um, you know, much depth anyway. Um, but for her, she she was genu- genuinely um, confused in the beginning. And then more and more we started getting things and like Vision help him. She starts breaking out, you know, like, okay. I, I kind of want to watch the whole series again now, now that I've seen the end, you know? But yeah. We'll get there. Um, so there's the whole sleep, choking them out, got it. And then you got Kitty Foreman there saying, if you won't let us go, just let us die. I don't think anybody else could have could would have been chosen for that line. So good for her. Yeah. Um, very well delivered. She, she, oh, yeah. Very well delivered, very cliche, but, I mean, it, that's... That's Deborah Joe Rupp for you. Um, Rupert Rupp, whatever it is. Um, no offense, Deborah. Um, I think it's Deborah Joe Rupp. Opens up the hex. Okay. Yeah, not Rupe. Uh, I mean, hey, you never know. People pronounce things differently. I know I know somebody who, who their last name is Langlois, Langlaw, Langlois. It's just, it, it all depends on how people want to pronounce it. Never mind William Defoe. <laughs> I know we've talked about this. Dude, his name is Willem Dafoe. It's spelled out Willem Dafoe. Yet there's that video of him when he was like 19 announcing his name as William Dafoe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like he, he actually said it. So it's like, is that just is, is it just a gimmick the way he pronounces it now? He decided he wanted to pronounce it differently one day Maybe. when he became an actor? I don't I know. Don't, but don't hey, know. good for him. Good for him. Yeah, good for, good anyway. for Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> she opens up the hex. You know, she starts to, anyway. Tears and... in her eyes when she realizes how much pain she's causing these people. Oh, of course. Of course. Tear, because she can't fight it anymore. It's, it's all down her face. So, so you, like you said, she had everybody, you know, the wiggly woos is choking everybody out, and then she figures it out, and that, that kind of snaps her a little bit. And right. she lets everybody go, and she opens up the hex, and she tells everybody to run out. Tears rolling down her face, which I thought was an amazing visual. You got this. Oh yeah. You got her just encased in this, like this red magic that she, you know, encompasses, and mm-hmm. nothing but te- like Elizabeth Olsen has been amazing in this series. Oh yeah. And I said it at the beginning, and I'm going to say it again now. If she's not nominated. For an award for this performance, something's wrong. <laughs> something something is very, very wrong. I'm not saying she's going to yeah. win, but she should, on some level, be recognized for this. Because her performance throughout this entire season has been phenomenal. Who knew? Well, it's, like, who who knew funny, she, she could do she's this? Done, aside from the Avengers stuff, she has done other movies. Um, I stumbled upon one a while ago. I think it was like a thriller. I forgot what it was called, but she was really good in it, and I was impressed. So, I mean, there's definitely... She has been an untapped talent for a while. Mm-hmm. And no offense to her sisters, who started off with their... You know, it's it's funny because they were kids, you know, and they had their day, and now she's, you know, she's the older one having their day, having yeah, her day, she, they're, and they're, they're just... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> they, I know what you they mean. They swapped it off. It's like it's your turn now, Lizzie. Um, for for whatever so, reason, for whatever reason, child actors they usually they don't grow up into it. They usually like drop off and they 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 go away and they do their own thing and you don't really see them on the camera anymore. 
you know, you know who did. It's a really weird thing with kids. It, it's it's very um, <clears throat> it's very rare. Because I would I would dare say like Keanu Reeves has been around for a very long time. Kurt Russell, I mean look at Kurt Russell. Jeez, he's Since he's they never were kids? Left. He's been doing, huh? Since they were like children. Uh dude, Kurt Russell was in a bunch of the old Disney movies. Like he was a kid. Hmm. The computer wore tennis shoes. Um, like all, all a whole bunch of them. Look at look him up. He he was in like all the like the old Disney movies like before like. Pete's Dragon and stuff like that, you know? I never knew that about um, Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, check him out. Uh, Keanu Reeves, I think he started when he was, I mean, he was probably like 16, 17 when he was doing some stuff that actually got recognized. Um, yeah, there actually are a lot. Um, Anthony Anthony Michael Hall, he did some stuff afterwards that was pretty deep. Oh, geez, Robert Downey Jr. Dude, he was like 13. When he started doing acting, I mean, not super young kids, but still, like a, a lot of these people have been around for a long time. We just kind of forget they got known later on um, for other things. But if we were, I guess it's just our generation who didn't grow up with them. When you're talking, okay, when you're talking about teenagers, that is something different. I'm talking about children, yeah. and, and and when I when I the go to is like Americate and Mashley Olsen, or even right. even they a, were, um, well, they were super young. They were babies. Oh my god, what's his name? Um, Macaulay Culkin. Like they're yeah, like Macaulay Culkin still does some things, but he's not <laughs> anywhere not near anywhere near as popular as he was when he was like five. You know what I mean? Oh, did you did you hear that he was all about uh, removing Trump from Home Alone too? That like half a second he's in the lobby. Oh really? Yeah. The, he goes, oh excuse me, where's the lobby? He goes, oh it's down the hall and to the left, and that's it. Like that's that, the only thing they they actually he's petitioning to remove <laughs> Trump from that scene. I just don't, I don't see the point, but whatever. It's just, it's just a way to get attention at this point. Um, anyway, (laughs) don't even get me started on, on the cancel culture. Um, so sword basically sees the hexes opening. They're like, that's our, that's our cue. Let's go. Let's move in. So, um, she's faced with this whole decision, either save Westview, like save the people in Westview or save the family. Right. Right. So, and that's pretty much what we what we understood is the entire point of this whole show is that she has to come face to face with like everything that she's built up in order to cope. She's going to have to let go of it. Now, I think um I I try not to talk to other people before you and I talk just so I don't kind of spoil the conversation, but mm-hmm. were you saying that there had to be some way that, you know, the kids or Vision would survive this? Like, no. they'd still be around afterwards? Okay, because no. somebody said that, and I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was the opposite. I was the one saying okay. there's no way they survive this. They're not going to be able to survive out of the hex. Right, and that's kind of what I was thinking, unless she did some kind of, like, control over them directly, which I'm surprised that she couldn't just let them exist. But then again, that goes right to back to comics, you know, because the whole point in the comics is when whenever she wasn't paying attention to the kids, they ceased to exist. I think it's one of those things where Wanda realized she can't have everything that she wants. You can't like have Wanda, your cake like and eat Wanda, it too. Wanda very much realized I cannot have Vision because he's gone. These kids mm-hmm. are not real. I these are not these are not things that I can have in my life right now. And as sad right. as that is, it's the truth. 
They, they, right. they were they were manifestations of her own fantasy, and it was wrong mm-hmm. for her to do that. And she realized that. And I thought I thought by the end of this, she made all of the right decisions. Well, the interesting thing was though here, um, it was very interesting the way they did it. But the, she goes ahead and she sees Vision and the kids reaching out to her as they're getting pulled apart because they're part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not real. And is he yelling? Don't. I don't know I what he was yelling, but I was saying if he if he's if Vision himself was yelling, don't, I didn't hear that. But if he was, I'm going to assume he was trying to say, "Don't stop." That's kind of what I thought because he's always been giving up, yeah, you know, sacrificing as we saw earlier, like yeah. save the people, the people need help, you know. So I was really surprised, but then, yeah, if he was saying "Don't," that just makes me very confused. <laughs> At this point, Vision knows that he's not real. Right, right. And all of these people who are living within this hex are in some serious are in serious trouble and they're in turmoil right. and they deserve to be right. let go and set free. So obviously he would say, Don't. Don't stop. Right. Like let them go. He would right. not he I, I don't see vision in that moment, you know, pleading for his life. Like, don't kill me. Like I don't that I don't see that. Right. So I was very confused, but anyway, we get to this whole thing where they get this um Incredibles looking family fight stance. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're all standing there like, here we here we go. You know, they got their hands up, they're doing their like their their uh, fighter stance as they call it in Super Smash Brothers. You know, they're ready to go in their signature poses and they're surrounded, you know. You got visions, they're fighting in the library. Um you know, they go off to do that. You've got uh Wiccan basically freezes everybody all Professor X while Speed does his quicksilver you know, Days of Future Past thing, not to that same degree, but basically runs around and, like, takes all their guns and changes this. And he comes back wearing a pair of sunglasses and a hat just <laughs> just to kind of, like, you know, put the cherry on top that they're referencing X-Men. I right. thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then Spectrum jumps in front and catches the bullets. I thought that was really you cool. Know? The way that the that bullets was cool. just kind of and absorbed then, into her and just, like, fell to the ground and her and eyes then they turned, fell down. Like, yeah, it was orange. very That was really yeah. cool. It was really, really awesome. So she can, like, absorb that energy in different ways. That's why her eyes were changing colors. Like, okay, so her eyes aren't just blue. Depends on what's going on. And, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as that's happening, you've got the Visions fighting in a library, right? And he's this, he's like, yeah, you know, we're both Visions, but I'm only a conditional Vision. And what was this line he says? He's like, I, I, um, I require an explanation or something they like use- that. They use... <laughs> they use they use something really weird. So they use the boat analogy when it comes to terms yes. of what's real and what's fake. So if you have a boat right. and the boat needs repairs and mm-hmm. you constantly repair and the mm-hmm. leftover pieces are sitting in, you know, a, a container somewhere and mm-hmm. the boat is now completely different, is it the real boat? Right. I explained that really bad, but everybody kind of gets what I mean. Like, yeah, the it's whole question really, was like, so it, it's, it was a ship of Theseus. So it's really, about. it's it's very weird that this is the argument that Vision brings up here because Vision is not real. Like, Vision is a figment of somebody else's imagination. The only right. difference between White Vision and regular Vision is the Mind Stone. So, right, what? It, are we going to start having a conversation about how much of the Mind Stone was Vision? Right. And if that's the case, then I don't know. <laughs> I, I, right. 
I know, and that's what we kind of got. We ha we got stuck with that question when we saw Infinity War. He was saying, he's like, I've had this thing in my head, yeah. and I don't know what, you know, if it's gone, am I still me? You know? And it it's a really interesting thing they're touching upon here. It's um, it's very much just an understanding of what is or what makes a person. You know, what makes a, a living thing or whatever, a, a mind, a soul, or whatever. What makes it? You know, is it your body? Is it your mind? Is it your spirit? You know, huh. Well, even and even you know? and even what happens after this conversation takes place and fake vision, you know, takes the whammy off of white vision and white vision pieces out. Yeah, I, I'm under well, the well. If if I'm to I understand, didn't see that as I'm taking the whammy off of as much as giving him, giving giving him access to all of his memories. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay fine. So so fake off, vision. But. Fake vision gives white vision access to all of his memories and white vision pieces out. He leaves and he's, he's, mm -hmm. he is not seen again, which is again, very odd because if I'm, if I'm well, to understand the character of vision at all, he would stick around and, you know, kind of make sure that Wanda's okay. Yeah. So again, how but, much but of the mindstone? So how much mm -hmm. of the mindstone was vision was all <laughs> was it all vision or did the mindstone just kind of give vision his humanity? Mm, I don't know. It's a very interesting question. Know. Like without the mindstone, so without what, the mindstone, really is he just about. without the mindstone? I'm right now, the way that this ended, the way that this conversation ended and having white vision piece out like that, I'm under the impression that the mindstone is what gave vision his humanity. And without the mindstone, uh -huh. he is just a synthesoid operating on ones and zeros. Mm. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think my biggest issue with the episode is so. I mean, I know that there were um, there were end credit scenes, and I had a feeling there was a second one. And I spoke to you on the phone, and you're like, "You watched the second one too, right?" I'm like, "Ah, I knew it." So I went back and finished it, and I'm I'm just greatly disappointed that neither of them had to do with where Vision went to a point. If he's operating, I, I think there, if, there if should have been something. So if and again, this is just my theory, but if my theory is even remotely correct and he's just operating on ones and zeros now because of the lack of the Mind Stone, I mean, as a computer, <laughs> as a robot, maybe he calculated that removing himself from the situation is just the best course for everybody. True, but the if other, there's no, the other if there's theory no, is... If there's no, especially if there's no emotional tie to keep him there, like, like... No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have to stay. He wouldn't feel the need to stay. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe but he I goes think, and so maybe uh, he goes and he looks for Bruce for some you know additional programming or something like that. Or maybe he goes off and mm -hmm. we're gonna learn later that he destroyed himself or doing whatever robots do. I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> but what but right. what this episode what this episode told me was that the mindstone was vision. Vision was mostly the mindstone, especially when it comes to you know being human or humanity or whatever it is you want to call it. If you want to call it mm -hmm. the soul or or you know a any any kind of emotional attachment that Vision had to anybody was wrapped up in the Mind Stone. Without that, right. he's not that anymore. Because he, he would have stayed. 
He would have stayed. Now, he here's, now here's the thing that we get into with, was what the Mind Stone is. Is the Mind Stone, the power, there's power in the Mind Stone. And as we've seen with all of these Infinity Stones, the power can be used. It can be harnessed, right? Mm-hmm. So, as we see, the, um, Wanda's powers were amplified by the Mind Stone. Right. We got that in her little flashback there. So... Um, and she does say a line that he was the, um, basically, he was the piece of the Mind Stone that lived in her. You know, that was kind of her line that she said to him. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, she's a, she's a, he is a piece of the Mind Stone that lives in her. So when he went ahead and touched White Vision, I believe he transferred some of the Mind Stone's power into uh. him. I mean, we got the yellow little lights and stuff like that, yeah, too, and his turned, eyes opened yellow up. yellow a little bit, yeah. That's, that's the only thing I was kind of getting out of it, too, is just, like, the Mind Stone gave that power there, which, obviously, even though he was, like, synthesized in this world, you know, he still had the Mind Stone's power. So it's just, yeah, it, it makes sense that it was transferred that way, because it's all part of her, part of him, part of the world that they created there. So that's kind of what I got out of it. Um, but I, I, I really think the conversation there was great, especially when he's just explaining to him, he's just like, yeah, all that data is being hidden by Hayward. So he can basically be more easily controlled, you know, or is it yeah, a weapon that's more easily controlled? Obviously it doesn't have any, you know, its own information, you know, that it needs, it's going to make decisions based on what it's programmed to do. And so I think that he got a big chunk of his humanity when Vision touched him, and that's why I'm disappointed there was no after credit scene that showed what he did. See, that's why I don't think no, there he, was any. That, that's why I don't think there was any humanity restore because you would have know. seen something like that. You would have seen. Well, you would so have in, gotten that 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 closure that that you're so upset that you didn't get. If Vision well, was no, given any in, piece, so in the comics, in the comics, White Vision. If you read anything about White Vision, basically the whole thing is he eventually starts getting the data and the memories and starts to be more like vision that we know over time when he learns, when he, he processes the information hmm. and the things that are going on. It's not going to be instant. I was kind of hoping it would be instant. That would have been really cool, <laughs> but it, they're just, they're just Disney is just dragging us along on this like 50 year journey. <laughs> We're only 10 years in. So, well, I if mean, that's, if, oh, that's if, if that's the case, if that's the case and the answer there is just patience, I'm OK with that. Mm. I mean, I, I don't yeah. need I don't need a resolution to that right right here and right now. The what's important, the important takeaway here is that there is a version of vision that is alive. And, right. if, and by based on what you just said about the comics, if they're going to go in that direction, eventually we are going to get a semblance of vision back. So I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them leaving that as a cliffhanger. I'm okay with him just taking off like that if that's the case. I mean, if he got to go away and right. reboot for a little while and you know get his bearings back about him again, I'm I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. And I'm actually yeah, and that's happy. basically how they explain it. I'm actually kind of happy that it wasn't instantaneous because nothing right. like that should be. Nothing nothing right. about this series has been instantaneous. It has all mm-hmm. been the long game it has all been building right. on top of blocks and that's the, well nothing that's, about that's, this entire her entire story arc has been you know instantaneous, instantaneous. nothing and nothing it, it can't be it can't be that simple 
if you know they start if they started you know doing things for simplicity's sake that's when we start going down some roads that I don't want to be down with this with the MCU anymore like you you you, you right. can't do that stories like this in my opinion they need time to breathe and right. if that if they're if they're drawing from the comics with uh with white white vision that is definitely something that's going to need time to breathe a little bit mhm so if that's so, the case if that's the case i i i don't know so we will see yeah. what happens with that yeah <clears throat> Well, so what I'm what I'm seeing here, well, we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> funnel cakes. So as Hayward is trying to peace out when he sees like the whole fighting going on in the streets and seeing that they're actually taking out the guards. Yeah. Um, Darcy shows up in the funnel cake truck, <laughs> basically just slams into his Hummer. Have She's fun like, in jail. Have fun in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it was well done. But then we get Wanda. Um, Messing with Agnes, and it was great. She she did her whole like I'm behind you, wiggly woos out and messing with people's heads again. It was very reminiscent of the first time we really saw her in mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Yes, and just the way that it affected Agnes, and Agnes was just totally caught off guard. Um, and we get back to the zombie witches who are hanging out there, and they're basically going off saying she's a witch, she's the Red Witch, she's the Scarlet Witch, she's the Harbinger of Chaos, and they're just like attacking her. And then they go ahead and tie, they take <laughs> Agnes off and tie Wanda up to the stake. And then, event, you know, that's the whole thing. Is, is Agnes just wants her power. She's like, give me your power. You do not deserve this. You don't know what you're doing with it. Give me your power. But the weird thing about it, too, is like Agnes, uh, so she's not, well, am I saying Agnes? Agatha? Agatha. Agatha. I've been saying Agnes again. It's I think we, Agatha. I think we, uh, I think we agreed on Catherine last week. <laughs> Catherine, okay, Catherine. <laughs> did you watch the Jimmy Fallon thing I sent you? No, I didn't. I'm very disappointed in you. You did I, not watch I, it before we, we had this conversation. I don't like Jimmy it Fallon. Is, you don't have to. You just you just have to like Elizabeth Olsen and okay. this character here. So just just watch it. Um, yeah, I'll check it out later. Please. Um, anyway, so she's mind-tricking her, and the whole thing is Agatha wants to take her powers for so many different reasons. But, um, yeah, so she's just, give me the power, you'll have no more pain, I'll, I'll keep this world for you and everything. Now She even, the, yeah, I was surprised about that, she even offered, like, I'll leave you this world and you can live here in peace. Yeah. Like, that, I, that well, surprised me, like, whoa, really? Uh, that's... Well, that was, that was strange, because, well, I mean, any bad guy will say that, hey, listen, you give me this and I'll leave you alone. Okay. But then you realize I wasn't oh, going to leave you alone, and okay, we get so that with her. Last week, last week I was all about you know Agatha maybe controlling a lot more than we know, and I think I was dead wrong about that. So I'm yep. I'm, I'm 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 taking all that back. I'm taking all that back. Uh-huh. That being said, this is now immortalized. It is on the internet. It is recorded. Whatever, man. I'm taking all that uh-huh. back. I can't. I I don't know what I was on last week, but. <laughs> Because I went back and I rewatched the episode again, and I was like, okay. And I saw some things that I hadn't saw, I hadn't seen the first time. So whatever. Mm. Um, that being said, there's really no indication that Agatha is a liar. Mm. So when right. she offered, so when she offered, hey, I will leave you. The, give me your power, and I will leave you this world that you created for yourself. I believed mm. her. 
I don't think she was lying about that. I think she would. I think she genuinely would. Give me your power so I can go out there in the world and create havoc, and I'll leave you alone. You can have this little corner to yourself. Because there's a clear there's a clear difference here. Um, So anyway, she bursts out of it. She gets back in there, and they get back into their fight in the sky. And then, so she's like, one just goes, take it. I don't even want it. And then she just keeps on throwing these bursts at her. But she keeps missing. Or so yeah, we think. I noticed that. <laughs> Quote unquote missing. Yeah. Um and this and then this is this is what my point that I'm getting to. And this is where Agatha um she's basically getting what she wants because she's throwing her powers at her, you know? She goes this she's like, So, I mean, this is basically what it is, but this world will always be broken, just like you. And she goes to kill her. This world will be broken. So as she's totally weak, Agatha is about to kill Wanda. That's what makes me think, no, what you just said made no sense. So I don't think that she was, like, not lying. She clearly was lying because right here she's like, oh, good, she's weak. Now I can kill her and just be done with her. And it's not like uh, – it's, it's more out of a, again, survival-type thing because she realizes she's too powerful and there's always a way she could probably get this back for me somehow if blah, 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 if, unless I kill her. So – Anyway, that was that, that line, just like you. I was like, okay, we see it. But then, you know, she goes to use her power, and she ain't got no power. And we see that somehow, somehow, even though Wanda has had zero time where she hasn't been busy, yeah, somehow she understands wound, uh, runes. Yep, and puts them up all over the hex. So we 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 talked about this, um, not this specifically, but we talked about this part of of movies and television shows when we talked about uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, when uh-huh. you know, dude wakes up and he just automatically knows how to fly a jet. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is right. This is this is the same thing. If I if I had a hard time with it. There, I'm going to have a hard time with it here. She did absolutely uh-huh. no reading to figure out how this worked. She, nope. no one taught her or told her how to do this. She just knew. Right. No. <laughs> no. Now, this is, now, this could go, now, this could go a couple of different ways, though. Um, we could go back to, and, and I'm only saying this because uh, I have to. <laughs> Because otherwise we're just going to agree on stuff, and we we would have been done ten minutes ago. Um, but uh, if we're going on the idea that there is another personality in her, which is the Scarlet Witch, might have some more knowledge than she does. Things that they that she's picked up in passing subconsciously. If that's the case, this. because at that the- point, that's when she starts going all witchy, right? And she's wearing the dress, and she's got her little head thing. So I mean. It could be that, but the line uh, the line comes back, oh yeah, so she says the whole in a given space, only the witch who casts them can use their uh, can use their magic. Um, thanks for the lesson, but I don't need you to tell me exactly that thanks for the lesson so i was I was right. gonna go on that, but I was gonna say something else. so the first thing that I was gonna say, if that's the case, and Scarlet Witch just knows more, there would be absolutely zero point to her studying from the book at the end of this episode. She wouldn't need to well, if she just knows more. And second, like you just said, the thanks for the lesson. What lesson? <laughs> yeah. there, there, there was no lesson. It was you in a room surrounded by purple magic. That's not a lesson. Right. That's just that's just right. you in a room. This is this. Right. But <laughs> I, I think I think it's 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 leading to something bigger, which we can discuss again another time. But I think it's it's all leading to what's what the future is for this character. Um, 
but I think the future I think the future of this character is whatever she's reading in that book. That's what I think the future of this character is. No. At this because point, Agatha right, at this Harkness point, right, is not done. Hmm? We're not done with Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Oh, We're not of course done. not. Of course not. She, she's of, of course. This is this is this is villain 101. They will unless they mm-hmm. are dead, they will be back. This is villain 101. And I don't feel like I'm going to say something right now. It's going to be a little off topic because I know that there are people out there who believe, oh, my God, that's a spoiler. No, I, I don't think that's a spoiler when unless a villain is dead, they will be back. That is that right. is storytelling 101. That is in every single movie ever. That is not a spoiler. That's just a that, that that's just the way, you know, movies and television works. When the villain right. is still left out there, they'll be back. She will be back, right. especially in the MCU, when we're going to get into multiverse and, and all types of insanity. She will be back. This is not the last time that we've seen Agatha. She will be back. Right. It will happen. Oh, yeah. And, and they, they set it up like that. But the whole thing is she goes into this whole, you don't know what you've done. You know, you, she's like, you have no idea what you just opened up. And that's where it's like, it's making very valid points because now that she's put herself where she's put herself she's got all this power she's done all these things it's drawing quite a bit of attention i mean as we saw the whole thing with um with the avengers you know the more powerful you know our defenses become the stronger the enemies are going to be that come after us what was the line what was it what was that line who said it yeah was it thor was it thor who said it um creating this weapon let the universe know that you're ready for a higher scale of war was that the line right that was that yeah, was I a, forgot who was said it, it Thor? But that's, yes, I don't remember. Was it but Thor? That's, that's, that's I the think point. it was Thor that said that. But that, that's that's the line. That's the line that I'm thinking of. Right. So and that's and it's it makes sense. And I think that's the whole point of really any type of growth, whether it's your personal growth or anything else, spiritual growth or whatever, is the stronger we get, the more capable we more capable we are of dealing with stronger threats. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, and, and that's that is across the board. I mean, the and it's just like anything, you know, you, you go through um you you go through jobs, you know, and your jobs as you grow up, your jobs can get harder. You know, you, you get a different job, a job that pays more, a job that has more responsibilities, you know, and you think about that and you compare and you're like, well, at the time when I was 14 years old, working at Building 19 was a tough job, you know, or something like that. But if I worked there now, it'd be so easy because of all the skills I've grown, I'd probably be running that store, Right. you know, it's just, it's so it's just, we're always, we're always building ourselves up. And then once we get to a certain point, we're so built up that we know we're ready for the more challenging threats. Mm. And I think that's what she's kind of getting at here, too, is like you don't know what you've done. And it could be very true. Maybe there was something that Agatha was holding on to or protecting people from, you know, that could that possibly no longer be. It could possibly exactly. go in, yeah, it could possibly go into the whole Mephisto thing. I'm thinking could something along could. those lines. Yes. Some right. Some she's epic, opening up. She's yeah, opening she's, up doors. Exactly. She's opening up doors. Knowing and that as she reads through the book, she might open up something she shouldn't open. And just she won't reading be it. For, at least just not by reading herself. it could open up a door. You know what I mean? Exactly, or exactly my it's, point. It's very. She's on a very slippery slope right now. Right. And that's so. So, it's, so that is the truth that she was saying. But she's. Anyway, we get that. She's like, you're going to need me. You're going to need me. She goes, yeah. And I know where to find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, wonderful. Um, but she's, well, she's like, I, she's like, I'm gonna give you the role that you chose, the nosy neighbor. 
you know, and I'll, I'll know exactly where to get you. Okay. And then she clicks over there and just like, oh, hiya, hon. <laughs> and just right back to, to Agnes. Okie yeah. dokie, artichokey. You know, and it was, it was really, it was really, really interesting. And then we get back to, you know, it's time. Here we go. Um, so she recognizes it's time to, to let everything go, to shut it all down. Um, very emotional. I have to say, oh my god, this um, ending was very well. From this point on, everything is very, very emotional, and it they was. They did it. They did it very well. They it was very the well handled. It was very well handled. And I'm glad. Like you, you know, know what? what's coming. I'm but. glad it wasn't done <laughs> off camera. I'm glad it wasn't done in like an instant snap type deal. I'm glad it wasn't right. done with Wanda just kind of walking away. I'm I'm glad that they Wanda and Vision or Wanda and family. They had their final mm-hmm. moment together, and slowly, you know, they're looking out the window, and the hex is getting smaller and smaller, and, you know, Wander and Vision both know that it's kind of coming, and there's this moment that the two of them share together. There's this moment that they share with their kids, and it oh, was super dude, emotional. So- it was super <laughs> emotional, and it was, it was an epic so- payoff, because like you just said, I'm, I'll let you go on, on whatever it is you're doing. I'm not going to speak again. And this television show, from beginning till now, like you just said, was all about growth. This was mm-hmm. a television show about the emo- emotional growth of the character of Wanda. The ups and the Correct. downs and everything that was in between. We saw mm-hmm. everything. We saw the highs and we saw the lows. And we saw what it was like to deal with death. To deal with grief. To deal with depression and pain. And right. The ending of it, the way that this was done, the resolve, like, no, I Mm. need to move on as a person and I need to go down my own path. Everything that I've created here is fake. Everything that I've created here is wrong. And no matter how much I'm attached to it, no matter how much I love it, I need to leave it behind. Mm -hmm. This is a piece of my past and I need to put it there where it belongs and I need to move on with my life. But I'm still going to have this moment. And it was beautiful. The the final moments... Inside this can, hex you can were beautiful. To, yes, I I can. There's so many things that I can compare this this end to. One big thing is like the way they do it here. Um, I was, I mean, Endgame, Tony Stark's death. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. In, in spoiler Endgame. alert. If you're, if you're listening this far, you should have seen it. Um, but Tony Stark's death in Endgame was very very emotional. And and they did it, and it was just like you're watching it, and the whole, just the last thing. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Just the last thing Pepper says, "It's okay, you can you can go. We're okay now." She's basically giving him permission to die, saying, "We can take care of ourselves. You don't have to carry this burden anymore." Mm-hmm. Wow. If there's any if there's any uh, shred of of anything good in somebody, you know, when they leave, one of their biggest concerns is, you know, what happens to the people that I care about? You know, if I'm not here to help them with the things that I've been helping with and, you know, how are these, how are they going to be protected and and everything? And that was a huge deal. And for him, you know, who cared so much, especially about his new family, you know, he Mm -hmm. got married, he had his daughter, you know, he had so much that he didn't have before, but it's just like, everything you can let go now and then he died it's like whoa this scene however took like 10 times longer and i'm like okay don't cry just 
It's just they're not real. They're not real. It's that's, a TV show. Like that's <laughs> why that's why this ending it didn't have the emotional gut punch that Endgame had. Mm-hmm. It didn't because right. because you know that this is all this is all the show did a very good job of hammering home that everything that's going on within this hex when it comes to Wanda's family is very much a figment of her imagination. So right. the emotional now, do you remember the, emotional... the movie Source Code? Did I ever see Source Code? Yeah, I've do you heard remember of it. Source Code with, with Jake Gyllenhaal? I, oh, we did talk about this. You need to watch it. Um, but the whole point is, what is, um, what is happiness? You know, if you're, if you're able to live, um, say like The Matrix, for example, if you have a perfectly happy life in The Matrix, are you happy living that life? Or would you rather come to the reality knowing that you're, you're floating in a tank somewhere surrounded by machines? What oh, type of life would you like to live? A lot of people know, would rather keep their eyes closed. If, if I don't know I'm living in the Matrix, then, I mean, ignorance. So that's... <laughs> right. Ignorance is bliss. And that's the whole thing here. It's like she's lived this life, this ignorant life, or this ignorant season here in her life, which was probably, you know, <laughs> only five days <laughs> or about, whatever. But we don't week. know how long it's been. <laughs> yeah. But, but a um, week. Or, yeah, nine weeks, so a couple months. I, I don't know. Whatever it's been. Um nine episodes I don't know my math was off there I'm just I'm thinking about the days but in reality um we see things like this so to her it was the it was it was a real emotion she was feeling all of it all the emotions were real because she was experiencing them so what is your um what is what is a satisfying reality to you one that you physically see or one that you feel. And to her, she felt all these things. And she was able to manifest them into something she could physically feel, see and touch. So there, there are emotions that she is really feeling because to her, it was real enough. Mm-hmm. So that being portrayed here was incredible. So yeah. she's looking at the kids. She's putting them down to bed saying, family is it forever. You, you know, nothing can separate us even if we tried. Um... And then she stops and turns to look at the kids who are nestling into their beds and she says, boys, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. I'm sorry I lost it at that point. <laughs> wow. You're, you're, you're based... I, I know, whatever. I, I got kids, you know? Look, I, it's I get just... it. I get it. You're not, don't, you don't have to explain yourself. I get emotional when I watch I, certain I things, too. Just this didn't... Right. This did not give me that punch because eh. they're not... <laughs> I can't. They're not real. I, okay. I get it. No, it's not it. just. It's not just that they're not real. It's that, like for example, you and I, are <laughs> incapable with relating to a telepath that can manifest, you know, beings right in front of us. Uh huh. We can't do that. So there's no. Right. There's no. There's no connect there. With Tony, <laughs> on the other hand, who was very much living in the real world, very much surrounded by people who loved and cared about him. We can relate to that. So it was much more uh-huh. impactful. That's what I think the point of the last couple of episodes before this was. To show the audience, hey, vision, not real. These kids, not real. So keep that in mind going into the finale. Because if you don't, you might have, you know, somewhat of a, an emotional reaction. Not saying that the emotional reaction is bad. I'm just saying it's it's it was... This has been something that has been foreshadowed, you know, in the past few episodes that have been out. So it didn't surprise me. And it didn't, it didn't, again, it didn't give me that gut punch that I got from Endgame. Right. It didn't even give me right. the gut punch that I got from Infinity War. 
Meh. Okay. I would put this. I, I would. It, it was still a gut punch, and I still felt something. Yeah. I felt. I felt sorrow for Wanda, that she had mm-hmm. to give up something. That's more mm-hmm. of what I felt than anything else. Yeah. Okay. Well, to each their own. No, I know. Um, yeah. So. She goes ahead and says goodbye, and as it's happening, we get this... It's funny because there's two movies that I would compare this to, and it's funny because they're both Jim Carrey, quote-unquote, dramas. Um, one of them, obviously, is The Truman Show, with everything the way that everything was going, you know, mm-hmm. seeing, like, the fake world and everybody just kind of going along with their roles. And the second is here, um, which is um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I knew you were going to say uh, that. <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, I mean, you've got this hex that's closing in, and basically everything is is being wiped away. It's going back, you know, just like in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody hasn't seen Eternal Sunshine, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for you by really saying much about this, but it, the whole point is that they're getting memories erased. And as the memories are erasing, he's seeing these things just basically come out of existence, and he's like running away from this wave of memory wipe that's happening. And it's it's beautifully done. It's a very... Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Just, the movie I mean, is even awesome. just visually to see how they did it. The movie uh, the concept is phenomenal. Is fantastic and yeah. Hmm. hmm. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? Um, anyway, <laughs> to be continued on that. Um, well, anyway, um, the other, the other things. Oh, aside from those two, I forgot it. I forgot where I was going. Whoops. Um, but Eternal Sunshine and uh, the Truman Show, but. As they're going down there, they're they're basically saying goodbye, and that's 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 all, folks. Um, Vision's down there, and he just says, "Hey, it's you know, it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark." I read that somewhere. She goes, "No, you didn't." He's like, "Ha, ah, no, I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to see you." Clearly, um, and, but he's just like he just wants to know at this point. You know, he wants to take a moment before he's gone and doesn't exist anymore, at least in this plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I? I love this. He wants to know what he is. He wants I, to know what he is. I love this because... And again, it's it's the feels. <laughs> well, it's the feels, and I love this because it's it just... They're not, they're not portraying the character for the sake of an emotional moment. They could have very easily, right. you know, had them hug it out and have them kiss or whatever like that and have them just share right. these last couple of seconds in each other's arms. But Vision, but, being an inquisitive mm-hmm. mind and needing to understand everything that's around him and, and, and it being bothersome that he doesn't know something, of course he mm. wants to know what he is. I thought that that was very well done. I, well, I even love on top of it, on top of that, we, we get an explanation. Yes, so this was a device in order to to give him closure so he gets mm-hmm. what he needs and we get what we need too. Like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? <laughs> and she gets closure because she finally admits it. Yeah. So it, it hit it hit so many different areas and, right. and it it closed everything up for us, you know, for everybody, everybody involved, us yeah. viewing and the two of them involved. Agreed. That's what made this scene so well done. I mean, so her lines, a few things that were very key was like, you are the piece of the mind stone that lives in me. And then she talks about how she created him out of like metal and blood and this and, and everything. I created you. Said you're my sadness and my hope, but most of all, you're my love. And then Vision actually tears. Okay, so synthesoids. I could have done without the tear. <laughs> I could have too. 
It, I'm just saying. They I'm were just, just driving it done, home. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It's just driving it home. But yeah. when you have when you have this character and you've done so well with keeping him a synthesoid, and especially mm-hmm. these last couple of seconds where they're together and he's just so inquisitive that he has to know what's going on. And he gets his closure, he gets his answer, and then it's followed up by a human tear. Nah, mm. eh. eh. I get it. I but get it. it. They're uh, going yeah. for they're going for the emotional moment. They're going for the feels, and it absolutely works. Not saying that it doesn't mm-hmm. work. I'm just saying I could have done without the tear. The scene itself was impactful enough that I was feeling it until I saw the tear. Like, eh. yeah. He wouldn't cry. There would be no tear here. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm okay. Well, um, again, he's he's made up in her mind. She can. Yeah, I know. I know. Kind of, sort of. I know. But I know. It is I know. what it is. I'll take it. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> um, but he gets this line. This is the one that I had to look back on. He go. He. I, I love this because we we get we get the timeline of him. He goes. I've been a voice with no body, Jarvis. Mm. A body, but not human. You know, and that was the vision afterwards. And then now, a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? There you go. And that's so, just su- such a setup. It is. And a really cool, in a real, it was, and it was a hopeful thing. You they know, did that a, he was they being did, hopeful they, about. They did a lot to set up some things that are going to be going on in the future with Wanda. And, and right. Vision as well. You know. Right. Very good job. And, We've, th- th- and that's the, that's the. That's the best part of any well-written story is to just leave your mm-hmm. audience wanting more. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. certainly did that right. in spades. Yeah. Agreed. So, I mean, they have this moment back and forth. We've said goodbye before. It stands to reason. And then she finishes. We'll say hello again. Mm. So it's that, it's that big hopeful thing here where, like, okay... You know, and then then everything starts swiping away, and you know, eternal sun shining. Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was really beautiful the way that it ended. So cool, so cool. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I was sitting there thinking, it's just like, man. I mean, yeah, I I think that the um the thing with the kids and and him fading away and all that stuff, it hits me because I think I've had a dream that was very similar in a way, and so it, it, it hit me on a very deep emotional level because it reminded me of something that I've experienced. So mm. that might be what's going on. It's kind of hitting me now. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But um, anyway, after this all goes down, she's kind of standing there in the empty lot. You know, Again, we don't really know how long she's been there, <laughs> how long this has been happening. It seemed like everything was kind of just like going as it was you know, real time in a sense, and then they're going through it, so... Yeah, could have only been like nine days. <laughs> yeah, about um, that. But about nine days. Um, she's back in her regular clothes and everything. And then anyway, we get her walking down the street, and she's doing her walk of shame. Her makeup is different. She looks very different than she just looked. And she's walking through, and she sees all these people. And then Monica just goes, you know, they'll never actually understand what you sacrifice for them. You know, so what she's like, uh, they don't care. Yeah, they, they really don't care. They, they, don't, they, they really really don't care. They don't care. <laughs> um, and she's just like, you know, I'm sorry for all the pain I caused, you know, but, I mean, whatever. I, I'm think- it's, it's funny because my wife watched it with me yesterday, and she's just like, so she's just going to get like get away with this and nobody's, there's not going to be any repercussions? I'm like, uh, That's what, what I are thought. they going to do? That's exactly like, what, what are they going to do? They're already, they're already against her because of everything with the Sokovia Accords, so it's like, uh, she's already wanted. What's the difference? 
So, so. she's just she she just goes off and she's double wanted now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I okay. I, I kind of I, well, I'm kind of on that. I'm yeah. kind of on that side with um with your wife yeah. that yeah. she just gets to walk away and there's no repercussions. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like there would be there there should be an army <laughs> waiting for her, like or at well, least here's... you know ready to apprehend her as soon as okay hex is down. There she is, hoods up, go get her. Like that should be well, the thing right now. We're going I'm... back to something that we're we're missing here. So she disappeared in the in the um. The five years, right? She was gone for the blip. Yeah, yeah. Right? She blipped. So so were a bunch of other people. And what we found out is when people came back, you know, after the five years or whatever, the world was a very different place. The world Everything was, a mess. was disheveled. They're basically rebuilding the world again because right. re- half the people didn't okay. exist. Okay. They're, so, they're, they're rebuilding the world. They're rebuilding the world. I get you. And the world is a mess. I'm, I'm fully on board but not that much of a mess. There's still enough resources to dispatch an entire unit to, you know, investigate this I'm mysterious not, yeah. hex. I know, but I'm not saying that they that their focus was that anymore because, okay, the Sokovia Accords was all everything be- before that, right? Are they still after her right now, or did they just kind of, like, stop focusing on that because of what happened? I don't know. They haven't even brought that up again, really. Uh, Vision asked about it at one point because he wanted to know what it was about because he didn't really know anything about her. And she was like, "Nope, don't talk to me about that." <laughs> um, okay, the even if they're, even uh, if thing. they are, even if they are going, you know what? We really can't deal with the whole Sokovia thing right now. Let's put that on the back burner. This mm-hmm. is very much top priority. Oh, I know. What just happened? What Wanda just did is very much top priority, and I, I kind of agree. Something should and be they done. All, and they all got there. The FBI was there and everything. So they were all there, and she was already she already pieced out. She heard Popo coming, and she's like, peace. Uh, as soon as the sirens came, she's like, I'm out of here. I know so, she did. I know she did. Doesn't yeah. mean that I, I, I'm not going to forgive it. I still have a problem with it. I think there should I be, I, I do think there should be some repercussions for what she, you know, what happened here. I, know. I don't know what form you know, that comes in. You, you, I don't know if it's going to. You actually never, you never want to um, challenge uh, death to a pillow fight. <laughs> Unless you're ready to deal with the repercussions. Okay, so she's still very much human. I mean, she's she's magical, but she's still very much human. She can be she can be hurt. It's not like she's invincible. She can be hurt. If you fire that. a bullet at her, it would hurt her. Uh huh. You say aha. Uh-huh. Yep. Like like I'm out of my mind for saying that. But no, I, I mean, just we, I just we, think you you totally missed my dad joke, but it's okay. Probably. I said you never want to challenge death to a pillow fight unless you're ready to handle the repercussions. Repercussions. Oh, okay. Repercussions. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Very clever. <laughs> you just you just kind of picked it up and ran with it. But anyway, you have, you have to say repercussions, and I, that's all I hear is when I hear that word. Anyway, yes. No, I agree. I agree. But the point is, like, they did show up, and she ran away. So she is wanted. That's why she's hiding in a cabin in the woods, which we find out. <laughs> she's Dexter. Um, she's so Dexter like, now. That's the first thing I thought. No, the first thing I thought was we were on the phone. I I saw the lake, and I'm like, are we going to see the phoenix in the water? No. And I'm like, okay, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, it's Dexter. Which, aren't they doing a new season now? Yes. Oh, jeez. I hope they fix that. (laughs) What's that? I hope they they fix it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm all set. I'm not interested. Not interested. (laughs) Anyway. Um... So we get the first credit scene, right? And it's Monica. She's asked by an agent to go into the theater. 
and you realize she's a Skrull, and says they want to basically see her up there. You get now, a friend of your mom's. Exactly. Is up, is up there. So, the they're talking I'm about... I'm like, okay. They're talking who, about who Fury, right? That's what I thought. Okay. Um, I thought Fury. I thought maybe... Um, oh, I forgot his name. The, the main scroll there. I thought maybe mm. him. You know, I mean, it could really be him because they're, they're kind of running the show. So... It it really could be one or the other, but still, Fury's going to be related one way or another. Because the last time we saw him, he's up there with no shoes on, hanging out on a on a ship. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I got chilling. no shoes on. <laughs> but um, then we get to, and honestly, I thought that was okay. I don't think it should have been a uh, I don't think it it needed to be a after credit scene. I think it just it just could have been the end of it. And then they could have had another after credit scene if they were going to do two. I just did, I, I thought it was very disappointing of an after credit scene. Huh. Nothing came out of it. Like, I would have loved to maybe see her go up and, and, and be in the ship, not just her point up in the air and her have a little grin. I'm like, man, we know she's going up there. We get that. Like, don't just tell us what we already know. We know that we're going to start seeing Fury again. We know that when Sword's involved, it's, we're, you know, it's all going to make some sense. I don't know. It's just, eh, whatever. I didn't mind it. So then the, the, I didn't mind this for an after credit scene. I mean, you had to It was you had to find a way to tie in the the larger world somewhere <laughs> and uh, sure, if you want to do it here, do it here. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it fit I thought it fit okay. Yeah. I thought it fit okay. Yeah, well, whatever. Then you then you tell me about the second one and we see it. <laughs> we see the cabin. And so the funny thing is, you this and I I laughed about this last night just because I was sitting there with my wife watching it and she's sitting on the front uh, on the front steps on the front porch of a cabin right drinking her tea yep and then she gets up because the teapot is whistling and I'm like isn't she drinking tea why is the teapot whistling again maybe she was just waiting for the water to maybe what did she did she actually take a sip out of the cup when she was sitting on I the could porch? Have sworn she, I thought I thought she did Okay, maybe she did. I thought if she, she did, did. If she did, it's stupid. If she didn't, then maybe she was just, you know, in, in, enjoying <laughs> was like, the outdoors for so a minute weird. before I'm she like, drank her tea. Well, my wife responds. I'm like, what? She likes tea. All right. Get over it. I'm just like, yeah. She goes, no, she wants more. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the truth. Maybe. Maybe she just wants more tea. Which is like tea? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe she just likes tea. Yeah. Or... Maybe she was making tea for her friend in the other room. Right. Oh, well, no, anyway. Well, so we see that as we go through the cabin, she's astral projecting herself into another room, sitting there reading through the spell book. Yep. Very Doctor Strange-like. Yep. And again, this, this further proves my point that that book clearly is one of the books that belongs in the temple where he Probably. got his books. Probably. Because um, if you watch if you watch that movie, there is an area where there's a missing book. So this book would fit right in there. And Maybe. the cool thing about that, too, is if you go into it, if you go into Doctor Strange again and you see that area where the books are kept, that little cage that holds the books, each slot for a book is a hexagon. Oh, wow. Mm. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to so. go back and watch Doctor Strange. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of connect there. But then as she's sitting there reading through it, you hear the kids or one of the kids saying, Mom, like, you know, please help, you know. Yeah. Freaking out. And it's just which is kinda, another, like, which is, like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, which 
kind of is another reason why I didn't get overly emotional by, you know, the disappearance of Vision and the kids. Just mm. like Agatha is going to be coming back as as that witch, just like that's going to be the case, there's no way that there's no way these kids aren't in future MCU movies. That that's another thing that's going to happen, I think. Like they, I, I get it. The hex is down and the kids and vision disappeared. There is a vision out there. We're gonna get these kids back some way. Like somehow, right. some way, we're gonna get these kids back. Just like we have not seen the last of Robert Downing Jr. Like it's it's mm. to me to me, like things like that were so obvious because the MCU isn't that kind of they're not that kind of medium that's just gonna up oh, they're they're gone and they're dead and they're away like sooner or later there are going to be some some form of of resurrection sooner or later they're going to make a comeback so it's yeah but that's like just, saying it's just that to Logan be is gonna come back well See, I, mean, I have a theory about that. He had that. a run too, just just like Robert. I have Downey a theory about that. Too, I had a th- I have a theory about Logan coming back. Mm-hmm. Logan will not be back. Weapon no X is a different story. <laughs> right. Weapon X lived at the well. Yeah, mm. yeah. You could, you could. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, you don't know, but it 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 happens. Nope. It happens all the time. It happens all the time in superhero mm-hmm. movies. It happens all the time mm-hmm. in comics. It's yep. gonna happen here. So these kids, they'll be back. They'll be yeah. back. So well, there is that. I, I'd say um, what we want to focus on uh, next week is we wanna we wanna take um, we wanna regroup next week and just kind of take everything that we've we've talked about in the past month or two months now with this show mm. and really just kind of just mull it all over and and really think. <clears throat> start like coming up with our predictions, coming up with our thoughts of the whole of the entire show as a whole, and uh, where we think it's going. Yeah, and then kind of just get into um, what's coming soon. I mean, we I think we next week is going to be weeks. it's going to be a lot of theorizing about Superman. Th- Superman. Here I go about <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> about Spider Man. About Multiverse of Madness. Whether or not there's yeah, going to we be. We will or, not be or, talking about Superman anytime soon. Whether or not there's going to be or even a need for um, a, a second season of WandaVision and definitely mm. the, the future of the MCU. And that is also going to include, you know, us talking a little bit about, uh, what is it, Falcon and Winter Soldier? We're going to touch on that a little yes. bit. Um, mm-hmm. Our predictions for that, our thoughts about that, our, our excitement yep. level for something like that. Um, one thing I will say before we do get into next week about Falcon and Winter Soldier... I do kind of think it's too soon. Mm. I think there should be a little bit of breathing room. You know what I mean? Well, two weeks. Technically, two weeks. Two. Yeah, two weeks is really close. There's a lot coming out though, and it, and it's all it's all fitting into their their timeline. So hey. I know. Yeah, I, I, I'd like a couple of weeks off, but <laughs> I would no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying a couple of weeks. I'm saying like I would like a good month in between yeah. one division and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's that's what I'm saying. Like let everybody's let everybody's palette you know clean a little bit 
before you introduce something that's going to be radically different. I mean, WandaVision right. was very much a show about emotional struggle and growth. This is looking mm-hmm. like it's going to be, you know, an action-packed fun time. That's that's it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a buddy cop movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a buddy cop thing and that's going to be very oh, yeah. different. I'm I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to work. I'm sure I'll get into it. I'm just saying, you know, a little breathing a little breathing room. That's all. A little breathing room before you you don't want to overload everything. You don't want to oversaturate what you have going on right now, and you don't want to burden, you know, your audience with so much content. Just a mm. little breathing room would be nice. Not a lot. You don't have to go a whole year. A month. A month. That's not that long. That's not that much to ask. Two weeks? Right. That's yeah. kind of soon. That's that's honestly kind of soon, in my opinion. Well, in my opinion, that's honestly kind of soon. But we will talk about all that next week in, in, in detail. We'll regroup. Um, I hope everybody's going to join us for that one. So, as do I. That's it. That's well, it. Thank you guys so much for sticking around for for listening to us. If you have some theories you want to throw our way, feel free to reach out. Um, you can touch base with us on Facebook. Um, you know, right through uh, any of the apps here, or message us directly. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, all I say is please subscribe. To our um, to our podcast, whether it's on your favorite podcasting app or right through Podbean directly, um, just so we we can kind of see where things are at and we can start gearing things more towards um, towards you guys. So let us know what's up, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks so much for sticking around. Have a good one, people.